Hey, I hope you're doing well. In the Gospel of Luke, Luke tells the story of one person who was thankful. Here's how the story goes. While Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, he was going through the area between Samaria and Galilee. As he came into a small town, ten men who had a skin disease met him there. They did not come close to Jesus, but they called to him, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When Jesus saw the men, he said, Go and show yourselves to the priest. As the ten men were going, they were healed. When one of them saw that he was healed, he went back to Jesus, praising God in a loud voice. Then he bowed at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And this man was a Samaritan. Jesus said, Weren't ten men healed? Where are the other nine? Is this Samaritan the only one who came back to thank God? Then Jesus said to him, Stand up and go on your way. You were healed because you believed. I hope this series helps me and you be the one leper who acknowledged what Jesus had done for them and make giving thanks part of our everyday lives. thankful that you took time today to pull up a seat. I hope these few minutes together help you follow Jesus better by deepening your relationship with him and helping you live intentionally for him every day. As we think back to the story in Luke about the one leper who came back to thank Jesus, Here's some things we need to understand. Lepers were unclean outcasts. Leprosy was a disease that gradually spread all over one's body. It caused the person to lose feeling. Parts of the body would slowly decay and disfigure, and eventually those body parts would fall off. Because leprosy was spread through contact, lepers were isolated. Lepers could not experience the sensation of a hug, or a high five from a friend. The lepers always realized their condition. In this story, 10 lepers realized their need and understood the fact that there could be a solution. They cried out to Jesus, have mercy on us. Then Jesus slows down. He gives these 10 outcasts his presence and his power. He heals them. Can you imagine being one of those lepers and this superstar named Jesus slow down long enough to talk to them and heal them? They were healed. Imagine the emotions. They were probably ecstatic. The lepers could now go home and kiss their wives or go give their kids a hug. They could come out of isolation because they were now clean. And nine lepers going about their business back to normal. But one leper understood the person and the power of Jesus, so he turned around to give thanks. From this story in Luke, we can establish a definition of thanksgiving. We can see that there are reasons we don't always give thanks. We can get a glimpse of the consequences of not giving thanks. So for the next couple of episodes, we'll define thanksgiving as intentionally acknowledging and expressing appreciation to Jesus for who he is and what he has done.
the first part of this definition, intentionally acknowledge and expressing. This helps us see that giving thanks is a discipline. Think back to the nine lepers, nine who had been healed from a slow, agonizing death in solitary confinement, did not give thanks. Like the nine, we don't naturally express our gratitude. So we have to realize and recognize that someone is the giver of all things. Then we have to decide to practice the discipline of giving thanks to the giver of all things. When we acknowledge the goodness and the presence of God, we have to choose to express our appreciation. It can be in a simple prayer or the singing of a praise or just even the simple confession of the goodness of God. We have to discipline ourselves to give thanks. We will look at how to practice the discipline of giving thanks to God for what he has said and for what he is and what he has done. So we've got to remember who God is. He is holy. He is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's everywhere. And he's in charge. He's all-loving. Go back and check out episodes 24 through 30. Think about what he has done. Think about all that he, God does for you and all that he has done. He, has, he is present. It's the first thing we see. We see this throughout the Bible. He is Emmanuel. He constantly pursues his people. I think about my life and I see how God has been present with me in the ups and downs. He is always there. He gives life and he sustains life. He guides and he directs us. He strengthens, strengthens us and comforts us. He convicts us and corrects us. God has saved us and God gives us purpose. Who God is and what he has done for us should move us to give thanks. But we don't consistently give thanks. Give thanks. Some reasons that we don't take the time to give thanks. First, we don't create some margin in our busy lives to spend time thinking about God, who he is, and what he has done. We don't slow down to acknowledge God and express his appreciation for all that he has given us. The second reason we don't give thanks is that we, we live the first world life. We have confused what is a need and what is a want. Food is a need. The new iPhone is a want. Water is a need. The new car is a want. We have to redefine what we need and what we want. The third thing that keeps us from giving thanks is we think we're entitled. We think we deserve it. When we think we deserve something, it kills our gratitude. The fourth thing that keeps us from showing our appreciation is that we think we have earned it. We think we have worked hard for something. We forget the big picture. I like to think about it this way. What if, I, what if you or I had been born in a village in Africa? You wouldn't be where you are now. God has given you the life that you have and the opportunities that you have. So take time to thank him. The fifth thing that keeps us from giving thanks is comparison. We always want more. We want the new. We compare our iPhone 10 to the iPhone 11 and see all the scratches on our iPhone 10 screen. We compare our house to their house so we don't appreciate the memories and the coziness of our homes. Whatever reasons we have for not giving thanks leads to some dangerous consequences. Here's some consequences for not giving thanks. In Romans 1, 21, Paul gives us some major consequences of not giving thanks. For all they, they, although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. 
Verse 22, claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for the images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they had exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. We have an idol. We make an idol of what we give thanks to. If we thank God, if we think we earned it, we thank ourselves. If we think we earned it, we thank ourselves. We thank our job, maybe. This leads to us making an idol of our jobs or ourselves. Both of these can be fatal and will leave us empty. We forget God is the giver of all things. He's the giver of our health. He's the giver of our family. He's the giver of all things. Psalm 106, 13 says, But they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel. When we aren't thankful, we are never satisfied. We want the new iPhone. We always want more. We always want the newer. We always want better. And we always want faster. When we don't give thanks, relationships break down. Adam and Eve's relationship with God was broken because they weren't grateful for what they had. Giving thanks has got to be a part of the everyday Christian experience. Take time today to acknowledge all that God has done for you and express your appreciation to him for all that he has done. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Pull Up a Seat. If you've not yet subscribed, do that now so you can get content as soon as it comes out. Also, please help us get the word out by sharing on social media and inviting others to pull up a seat. Until next time, grow in your relationship with Jesus and find one way to live intentionally for Him. See you next time when we pull up a seat.